As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Learn how to turbocharge your marketing results by building repeatable, scalable demand gen systems from Sheila Clefcorn, CEO of KEO Marketing and founder of the Business Owners Marketing Academy. See if you qualify for a complimentary marketing roadmap for your business at keomarketing.com slash audit. You're listening to B2B Growth a daily podcast for B2B leaders. We've interviewed names you've probably heard before, like Gary Vaynerchuk and Simon Sinek, but you've probably never heard from the majority of our guests. That's because the bulk of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. Most of our guests are in the trenches leading sales and marketing teams. They're implementing strategy. They're experimenting with tactics. They're building the fastest growing B2B companies in the world. My name is James Carberry. I'm the founder of Sweetfish Media, a podcast agency for B2B brands, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. When we're not interviewing sales and marketing leaders, you'll hear stories from behind the scenes of our own business. We'll share the ups and downs of our journey as we attempt to take over the world. Just kidding. Well, maybe. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to B2B Growth. I'm your host for today's episode. I'm Sheila Clefcourt, CEO of KEO Marketing. And this is the third episode in the hashtag demand gen series. Today, I'm joined by Suzanne Lake, founder of Slate Consulting. Suzanne, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Sheila. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited about this because this is a timely topic. And the topic you're going to talk to us about today is switching from Salesforce Classic to Salesforce Lightning. And I'm excited for you to get into that. But before we begin, can you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about who you are, your background, and what it is that Slate Consulting does? Sure thing. So Slate Consulting assists companies with implementing, optimizing, and maintaining their sales and marketing systems. We have quite a few clients on Salesforce and Pardot, but we also work with other CRM and marketing automation systems. Our philosophy is that we should create systems that support business processes, not business processes that support systems. Excellent. I love it. So this is a timely topic, and Salesforce has been urging customers for years to switch to Lightning, the new version of Salesforce. What is happening this month that's different? Yeah, so this month is actually a forced rollout of Lightning. So prior to this, they were just kind of give us warnings. Um, we were bombarded with banners whenever we log into Salesforce and emails promoting Lightning and a lot of noise around it. And so this has kind of got lost in the shuffle. 
because we've grown so immune to hearing about lightning coming. And most people are unaware that this is a forced change that is happening. It starts as early as October 12th, and it's being rolled out in phases. So you could be one of the earlier phases and be forced with this in just a day or two. Aha. So how can you confirm the exact date if you have Salesforce that you'll be switched over to Lightning? Yes, good question. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go look at the critical updates and it's going to have the exact date that your Salesforce is going to be moved over to the Lightning experience. So what you want to do is you want to go into your setup and you want to search for critical updates. There's a search, not not the one on the top, but the one in the left side menu. And you will see in the critical updates one that says turn on lightning experience. And there's an auto activation date. And that is the date that you will be moved to lightning. There is an option right there to go ahead and activate it. And I would like to caution everybody that, you know, before you actually activate that you do some due diligence on what that means for your particular instance of Salesforce. So is this like an update that you get on your phone where everything has been tested and it's pretty much fine? How concerned should Salesforce customers be about this change? Sure. So it's different in the fact that they can't really control how people are using Salesforce and what they've done with it out in the wild. So the impact depends on how much you've customized your Salesforce app and how you're using the application. If you are using an out-of-the-box version of Salesforce, you shouldn't really lose functionality. However, it's still going to be a learning curve for the users just to get familiar with the Lightning environment. If you have done complex things to Salesforce, such as you're using a lot of custom objects, you have visual force pages, you have workflows and processes, you're using third-party apps, and you've integrated with other systems, then it could break some parts of your process. Ooh. Yes. And users will be able to switch in between Salesforce Lightning and Classic. They'll be able to toggle back and forth. But I've seen particular cases where moving to Lightning, all of a sudden the features no longer work in Classic as well. So you definitely want to make sure... So they're changing the back end then. Yes, there are some pieces on the back end, uh, particularly around things like APIs and visual force pages that could break uh, what was currently working in Classic, even if you switch back over to Classic. Now, having said that, there are some really cool features that my clients have been enjoying in the Lightning, such as the dashboards and the Kanban drop and drag features. The UI is so much more um, up to speed with today's standards. Oh, so Lightning really is pretty cool, but you're just more concerned about the transition and how bumpy this could be for Salesforce users out there. What kind of steps should someone take if they're still on Salesforce Classic right now to move to Lightning, especially since this is such an urgent, timely thing? Right. So yeah, time is of the essence. And if you're just hearing this and you're about to get switched over, you need to start today and uh, you are definitely in crunch mode. The first thing I would do is run a lightning readiness report. So you can do that by going into your setup and looking at the lightning transition assistance, uh, which you will see a box on the left-hand side for that. And on step two, within that screen, you'll see check your your lightning experience readiness 
and then there's a check readiness button. Just go ahead and click that. And what will happen is it will take a while for it to go out and search through your entire sales force and come up with some estimates, but you will get an email to whatever user uh, initiated the report and it will give you actual time estimates on how long they think you're going to have to spend on development and testing to move to Lightning. Wow, that's kind of cool that they do that. Yeah, it is. And I would just use it as a rough time frame. So it, for some of my clients, you know, the, the estimates came back pretty high and they were a little shocked, but there's some functionality that was not even being used uh, that was pretty time consuming and resource intensive that they can skip. So is this the sort of thing that they can do themselves or should they be getting help with this? So for the lightning readiness report, they can certainly do it themselves. Um, You don't have to have any uh, experience with administrative tasks or anything like that. However, I would pull in a professional to help you test in a sandbox. So what I would do is I would actually create a sandbox, preferably with data in it. If you have a sandbox available to you that you can create with data and then convert it over to Lightning. And then you can run a test through all the functionalities, including integrations with other applications. And I found that APIs have changed with Lightning, so make sure you don't neglect that part. And then you wanna make a list of everything that's not working. And then within the same sandbox, you can switch to classic and try the broken items out there because that's gonna be your number one priority is addressing those first because you cannot revert back and do it in classic if you need to. Ah, okay. I would also use the sandbox to train your users in. It's great for them to go in and get a first glimpse of what Lightning looks like. And additionally, you said another QA that can be done to look for issues because everybody has their own way of going about accomplishing things in systems. And you may find some things there that are working for some people, but not for others. Uh, you want to make sure you get your admins involved in that as well and that they know how to go in and configure page layouts in Lightning. And then because we're in such a time crunch, I would definitely have a backup plan to work outside of Salesforce if needed. And for that, I would plan exports the day prior to going active and make sure you include Salesforce IDs and those exports and then talk through what your operational plan would be if you couldn't use Salesforce the next day. Um, you want to keep the, any data that you do outside of the system in a format that can be easily imported back into your system as well. So this is a pretty big deal to be moving to Lightning. And if they, you have a big Salesforce or any complex customizations, it really is a good idea to probably get some help with that, even though you can do the readiness test yourself. Really want to thank you for being on the show today, because this is affects so many companies. And I know that you're working with medium and large size businesses, big health care organizations, all kinds of companies who are grappling with these same issues. So the fact that you've given such detailed instructions is really, really valuable. And we've loved having you on the show. As I think about what you're saying, if you could just sort of give us the key points, the sort of bulleted list of what people should be thinking about moving from Salesforce Classic to Lightning, that would be really helpful. Yes, sure. So number one, act now. And while you're still in Salesforce Classic, assess the damage before the update happens. And then I would say prioritize your work items or what is not working between Lightning and Classic when you're switching back and forth. 
and have a backup plan to manage your business outside of Salesforce as an interim solution. Is that even possible for some businesses? <laughs> it can become very complicated and it's definitely painful. You want to move quickly to get everything fixed with Enlightening so you can revert back. Well, Suzanne, this has been a really important and timely conversation. I know our listeners are happy that you went through this for us. If anyone needs help or has questions that, or would just like to connect with you, what can they do to get in contact? You can reach me at Suzanne at slakeconsulting.com. Uh, it's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at slake, S-L-A-K-E consulting.com. Well, Suzanne, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Really appreciate the detail that you've given our listeners. This is a really, really important thing given how many companies are using Salesforce today. I want to thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Sheila. We totally get it. We publish a ton of content on this podcast and it can be a lot to keep up with. That's why we've started the B2B Growth Big Three, a no-fluff email that boils down our three biggest takeaways from an entire week of episodes. Sign up today at sweetfishmedia.com slash big three. That's sweetfishmedia.com slash big three. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.